Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I can do that. Traditionally, the guest is always set in the middle. Not a problem. Doesn't mean the tradition is something that you have to stick to. Uh, okay, Clarence Thomas. You know, but we can include one tradition that's fine. Hi, my name is Uncle Clarence. Are you, were you calling for an event of some sorts? Something where the crowd would literally like rise up and crash through. This is Doc and Ziggy and Lil B. Hello, our special guest, Lil B. Glad to be back with the flood. And Doc, what do we do? Well, you know, this is the show about the news happening around us and how it shapes the culture that defines us. And around here, we like to take our pop perspective. To put the culture in context. And make the mainstream make sense. Because if we do not make sense, then it don't do make, make dollars. dollars. Holla. Holla. You guys really coming up with a lot of new uh, slogans and catchphrases. Branding, baby. Right? <laughs> Branding, baby. We're good. We know what we're doing at this point, kind of, hey, sort of. Also, been... way to tell us you haven't been listening. That's I, how you... <laughs> I'm not trying to hide that in hey, any way. Hey, Joe Biden, that's how you build back better, baby. Bars! All right, okay. well, I mean, I guess we can go a rundown through what we have to do this week and what we got to talk about. There's I... a jewel ban. <laughs> oh, oh! There was a jewel, a jewel ban. Just the jewel, yeah. That's Just the it, jewel right? ban, right? Was there was anything else happened this week? Were there more January sixth uh, hearings January and testimony? 6th hearings and Ezra Miller might be Charles Manson. Oh, more Ezra Miller news. Okay. You know, you know, people can't sue the police for failing to Mirandize somebody. What? What do you? Oh, so okay, so more like law stuff. Hmm. Yeah, Texas hmm. was considering succession. Again? Yeah. Oh, that's not news. They need a seventh flag. Six just wasn't a great number. Do you know how blown I was when I found out that that was like a Texas thing? And I'm like, you never realized that the Six Flags amusement park literally was because it originated in Texas. Oh no, I like when I found. I think it was like a dollop or something. I found that shit out on. I was like, my mind was like blown. It was like the twist at the end of the story. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, they did at one point. They were their own country. That's the sixth flag. Mm -hmm. You know, they were their own thing before they decided to be a state. They're also the only state in the union that holds the rights to be able to split up into four different states. Like... Yeah, have you seen the size of Texas? Yeah. It's a big-ass state. Yeah. <laughs> four different states. Like, that's crazy. Next, Alaska's gonna come in and be like, you know what? We're gonna be five. And then Texas is going to come back and be like, no, 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 nah, nah. we're the biggest state here. Seven. Seven. <laughs> Seven flags. <laughs> so that's it, though. That's all that happened yeah. this week? There nothing was... major. No, no. Not, nothing else. Oh, and um, Roe v. Wade was overturned. I mean, like, but that's something we could gloss over, right? Cause... It's not a big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Who is who's Roe, v. Like... Roe v. Wade? That's a basketball player? He, um, a turnover? Is that the reason why the Celtics lost? I think okay. it's a band. 
that was a bit of a low blow, especially on a really serious topic. Yeah. yeah the fact that you're a Celtic. <laughs> By the way, there's trade rumors. Uh, I'm just coming with all the fucking hot takes yeah, this well, week. Yeah, well, if he's coming uh, in with the low blows of something that happened last week, how about we tell everybody what happened this week in history, one week from today. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. That's the day we're recording this, just so everybody knows. But the day that you'll be hearing it is the day, the day that it releases. That's the day we're talking about. Yeah. So we are talking about. Uh, hold on. I literally wrote it down earlier. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> May second. We. We are talking about. We are about... talking about July second. Did you say May 2nd? I think he said May. Okay, all right. We could do that one more time. No, 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 no. no. I'll leave it there. In fairness, because I let I let you die on the, on the, the Lake Zelda thing last week. Hey, Did you, know you really I mean? let yeah. me die on that? <laughs> hey, look. Words are hard, okay? <laughs> words, words are hard. I also left Jalen Green in. So, you know, we both we both took our health. So... So June 2nd, <laughs> July 2nd, July 2nd, god damn it. This god. is the start that we're going for? Oh, hey, this yes. is going to be a hell of a show. Yes. All right, yep. well, this That's first what happens one is when wild. you start the show with bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> this first one's wild, so I think I'm actually just going to skip it, because that almost sounds like a Russia, Florida. What kind of a setup is that? And we have dockets, so how can it be a Russia, Florida if I can look at it right well, how here? how can in 1843, a headline that says an alligator falls from the sky in a thunderstorm? Was it, like, was it also a tornado? <laughs> they said it, there was no alligator Alli population there, and then all of a sudden, after a thunderstorm, there was one in the middle of Main Street, like two feet long. Nobody knows how they got there. there had and never... the whole local government actually, uh, couldn't, they determined that it just fell from the sky. I like how you didn't assume the alligator's gender just now. Um, I really appreciate it. The zoomer in me really appreciated that. <laughs> I didn't even have to think about that. You want to know why? Because I'm learning. Hey, so everyone's got to learn. Everyone's got to grow. So they fell from the sky. So and <laughs> the alligator fell from the sky and uh, the local government had no idea how it happened and they just determined that it fell from the sky and that was the official how the ruling. fuck do you just determine something falls from the sky go, go ahead the, B. No, that, go ahead B. that's the they didn't want to care about it anymore they were like <laughs> how the fuck did we deal with this alligator that is now in our in our midst so was this not florida this was south carolina i feel like that's still alligator adjacent territory i feel yeah. like there might have been a hurricane like a really powerful hurricane and this alligator somehow like championed through the hurricane absolutely fucking not i'm sorry i refuse to believe that there are hurricane oh you think i was thinking hurricane winds picked it up wizard of oz style yeah and, that's literally what oh I'm that's what you meant well you got to get back from the fell from the sky thing because it didn't literally fall from the sky that it, was what they came up with right right that's because i'm like <laughs> when you say fell from the sky so i'm imagining pieces of an alligator in the road nope, right it not was, it was a whole alligator then it didn't fall from the sky like fucking operation dumbo drop what do you mean what do you mean sunday all right you want me to read the article from 1843 please the thunderstorm of sunday night the winding up of one of the most oppressive days ever inflicted on mortal man was really terrible the whole foremost growled thunder and about lightning. It was blinding to look about, and at frequent intervals, the thunderbolts 
were heard with the power that who the fuck wrote this article charles dickens (laughs) i was getting ready to say something this is the wordiest article about an alligator winds of the storm saint paul's church was struck but not seriously injured by the alligator (laughs) dude skip to the alligator Beyond of which there was no casualty, unless we account for such the raining down of an alligator with two feet long at the corner of Wentworth and Amon Street. Okay, that makes things a bit more understandable. It's a two foot long alligator. So it was a baby alligator. Yeah, yeah, that could easily be caught up in a wind gust, right? Like a powerful enough. Anyway, in 1881, President James Garfield was shot by Charles L. Gittow, a disappointed office seeker, and Garfield died 79 days later. What a follow up. (laughs) I just want to pause and cycle back real quick that I really want to say that that news article from 1843 really sounds like a college kid now who just hit the thesaurus button (laughs) or word. He's like, I need this to sound The torrential downpour. (laughs) (laughs) I should have felt attacked. But I don't need a thesaurus, so. I am the thesaurus. You're right. We're we're not as smart as you are. Calm down, Walter White. <laughs> Walter Webster. <laughs> Please continue. Please. All right. If you're Doctor Davis, I'm Walter Webster. Yes. And Sigmund Freud. So James Garfield got shot. Um, does anybody remember any like? contributing anything did james garfield contribute anything to get shot like i mean i mean i a disappointed office seeker so probably uh the equivalent of trump shooting biden you know at first i wanted to be outraged and then i thought that's probably not far from something that could actually happen i mean i already have a uh a neighbor neighbor is a loose word they live about a mile away they're just on my route they're on my route for a run somebody in the neighborhood someone in the neighborhood not a neighbor but they already have a trump 2024 uh sign up and i was i I was like running by it and i was like come on like and and the hard part is is if he doesn't run against somebody like aoc or like somebody be legally able to run for the presidency at that time either I think she'll be 34. Is it? Is it not 34? It's 35. It's 35. It's 35. You have to be a natural crazy. U.S. born citizen and be 35. It, I, yeah. Yeah. You and hear that, Ted Cruz? Surprisingly, not white and landowning. Mm. And male. For now. For, For now. For now. Supreme Court. Clarence Thomas. Calling you out. In 1901. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid rob a train for $40,000. Every time Did I hear... You convert that to no. what it would mean now. I... I got it. Run it. Run it. I'm getting... I'm, All I'm right. Googling so, it. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid commit a train robbery for $40,000 in Wagner, Montana on July 2nd in 1901. All of that shit sounds fake. Like, every time I hear about people robbing trains and shit, like, I know it used to be, like, a real thing, but it's just so, like, campy at this point that I'm like, that's not, people don't really, like, that's like hearing about somebody robbing an armored car, right? It's like, also, that shit doesn't like, happen. that's one of my favorite movies, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. I love that movie. Also, but I mean, like, apparently during, like, the 90s, what, like, bank robberies were, like, a really big thing in the beginning of the, like, they said every bank in LA was robbed at least four times a month like during the 90s like <laughs> i mean the amount of security that we have now versus what they had back then is yeah I mean, hold yeah. on to that thought 
Oh, also, just real quick, I did just Google it. $40,000 in 1901 would be $1.375 million. God damn, God damn. That, Inflation. I guess I understand why you would rob a train now. <laughs> Forty thousand dollars. I mean, like you, you take that and go back and like take a smaller amount. Oh, think about what a hundred dollars would get you. Right. I mean, forty thousand right. dollars at the end will get you shot. A hundred dollars was probably you know, like a year's but, salary for some people, right? If that. I mean, like, yeah. I'm. A, I would imagine some people are making less. Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine, no. I mean, in 1901. Yeah. Try, imagine trying to sell a PlayStation 5 in 1901. <laughs> I want you to just pause for a second and really think about what you just asked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the second you turn the TV on, you would get shot. What, right? <laughs> what TV? Then how do you sell the PlayStation? <laughs> exactly why I said, imagine trying to. Look, in uh, 30 years, this will be really sweet. <laughs> Wait, never mind. It's 30 HDMI years? Only. Yeah, I was going to say 30 years. Anyway, in 1916, Vladimir Lenin says imperialism causes capitalism. And to the rest of us go, herder. Someone should tell him about Vladdy Putin. Because like, if imperialism causes capitalism, what's going on in Russia? I mean, actually, they're about to default on $100 million in loans, uh, I think, today. I guess that's what playing hardball gets you. So do we have any more this day in history's one week from today's? Uh, yeah, the cool one is last week. We talked about Amelia Earhart flying across the Atlantic. Well, in 1937 and one week later, she got lost in the Bermuda Triangle. So do we really think she got lost, or did she, you know... She was declared dead two years later. Dude. In 1939, right? Yep. I mean, there's so much conspiracy theory that goes into Amelia Earhart's flight right. across the Atlantic. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, that, that's that been something that's been debated for a long time. What's your favorite Amelia Earhart conspiracy? Ooh, my favorite one? Yeah. Was that the Bermuda Triangle, actually... Have you ever seen the movie... Uh, not like 89 by James Cameron. No, it was underwater based. Uh, the Abyss. The Abyss was okay. what it was called. Um, I, I, don't, I might have seen it. I it's don't that know. there was an underwater civilization, essentially, right. that they discovered at the bottom of the Abyss. And uh, mm. the Amelia Earhart conspiracy that um, I, I think I saw this years ago, something I've never even thought about until you literally just brought it up, but was that she got discovered by an underwater civilization in the... Uh, Bermuda Triangle. Oh, so like her plane crashed in the water and they like rescued her, kind of, sort of? Either rescued her a or mermaid. Either rescued her or did the whole alien thing. Like yeah, her adopted her. It was like... Yeah, whatever you want to say, but essentially she was found by this underwater yeah. race that we, yeah. we don't know about and you know, Have bring, you listen, bring up Atlantis and all that mess? Just watching regular like normie documentaries about the ocean, I'm always like, when you get to like the deep levels, I'm right. like, oh, that that looks like Cthulhu. Like, yeah, no, no, I totally I mean, there believe. There is that one point, Point Nemo. It's in the Pacific. Okay. And it is. Oh, the, the Pacific is gnarly, dog. <laughs> it is the farthest point from land anywhere on the planet. Yeah, yeah. And the people who get the closest to Point Nemo on a regular basis are the people in the fucking ISS. <sighs> As they orbit over top of it, because it's closer for them mm -hmm. 
from a 3D perspective to go straight up uh, right. to the ISS than then it is for anyone else on land to this point. That's fucking bananas, right? Like <laughs> you're like, Nemo. It's it's closer to space. Like the space station is closer to Point Nemo than anybody else. Any is. other land base on the planet, right? And like, it's like you know what? If we want to just say Cthulhu's there, I wouldn't. Right. Th- 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 my brain is short-circuiting, trying to <laughs> comprehend that. Well, I mean, how high up is the ISS? It's it's a few hundred miles up, I believe. Right, it's above that line or whatever that they take tourists, space tourists and stuff out to. Like, Definitely. it's, like, way above It's got to be above that, because yeah. um, it is in orbit yeah. around the planet. Right, right. And uh, so when you take into calculation how far some of the oceans really do stretch and expand... The ability to say that there could be something there that we just don't know about because we know more about space than we do about our own ocean. And that's bananas to me, dog. Like, that's <laughs> bananas. We've been on, like, that's how we used to get around, right? Was like on the water and boats and shit. And like, when I hear that we know more about space than we know about the shit that we've been using to like go continent to continent. Well, I mean, let me think about this from like a, a real simple logistic perspective. Is there like, a simple if- logistic perspective to think of this from? Talking about the why we can explore one more than the other? Pressure. Yeah, I was about to say, like, in space there's no air, so you're worrying about air escaping, where in going underwater you're talking about the deeper you go, the more exponentially increasing weight is going on whatever craft you're sending down. Okay, I see your argument, and I raise you the fact that blood literally boils in space without those spacesuits, and we figured out a way to combat that but we can't find a way to deal with the pressure of the ocean? As a 229-year-old vampire, yeah. I already knew that. That's good to know. I mean, we can now. We we have sent a couple yeah. different groups of people right. down to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we can't exactly stay down there for super long, no. but there's also, I, I feel like there's just less interest which is still kind of weird to me right because like especially when we're talking about like not to get a little off topic but when we're talking about like the kind of like resource scarcity that we're facing now it seems like we're missing like a whole treasure trove of like a literal like sunken treasure trove of Of resources resources down in the bottom of the ocean atlantis i mean that that was what i was going at with that whole bermuda triangle bit so she found atlantis in 1937, Amelia Earhart found Atlantis. I kind of like that. And kind of just like that. <laughs> Enough to stay, stay. there? Enough yeah. to stay. Yeah. And send Tupac an invite. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> send a telegram out to Tupac. Like, <laughs> 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 and he was like, starters, this is a fire beat. And then he was like, oh shit, there's a message. <laughs> no, what it actually is, is his. a lot of his songs were actually just Morse code. Right. And it turns out that he was communicating <laughs> with her the whole time. <laughs> Through the whole seven day theory. <laughs> that was just the DM to fucking Amelia Earhart. <laughs> I'm coming, baby. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I ain't bad at you. We're getting a head start. <laughs> Get lost on that island. Anyway, so. In 1966, in celebration of the anniversary of Title IX passing, Wimbledon women's tennis. Billie Jean King beats Maria Bueno of Brazil for her first of 12 Grand Slam titles. Shout out to Billie Jean King, though. I mean... Uh, A feminist icon. Is 12? Yeah, I was going to say 12. 12. Yeah, that's... that's, I mean, 
Do you want to explain what a Grand Slam is? So Grand Slams are the, there are four a year. It is the Australian (laughs) Open, French Open, Wimbledon, and U.S. Open in tennis. Okay. There's only four a year. And it is always the best, the best, the best, the best, the best of the best. And tennis is one of those sports where when you're really, really good, you're going to win every time. Because individual sports are generally like that, except for golf, because the course hates you. I don't know. I feel like once you're really, really good at golf, though. You look like Tiger Woods in 2008. But you have four shots to win a major. She won 12. So if you just say she didn't win every major every year. But it would be the equivalent of three straight years of winning every single major tournament. And see, that's Mm. what I thought you meant by a Grand Slam. That's what I thought. Because there's four of them, and it's like if you win all four, wouldn't that be considered a Grand Slam? Yeah, it's like... Uh, I can see. That's what I was So Grand Slams are the... There are four Grand Slam tournaments. Per year. So winning one of them is considered winning a Grand Slam. Like uh, a piece of the Triple Crown would be the Kentucky Derby, Preakness, or Belmont Stakes. Fair. Oh man, I was at the Derby this year. Did you look? That's on my bucket list because I'm it a was Maryland pretty wild. Was it? It was pretty wild. Didn't they? I heard they had like some random. Wasn't like Rick Ross performing yeah, at no, this there year? Were a lot of and uh, then they had uh, the random horse that was like a fill-in was the winner. <laughs> it <laughs> you was know what I uh, Rich do? Rich Strike or something. And oh, I, I bet you that pissed a lot of season betters off. Dude, it went. It was going for like one to eighty-one or something. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm almost mad I didn't he, go. He wants to go to the high class derby i want to go to the pit show at the preakness hey i was the literal like dirtiest fucking thing you can imagine do you want to know how would you uh, call that the dirtiest event in maryland yeah because buck cherry plays there it's pretty it's pretty rowdy (laughs) it's pretty rowdy it's pretty grody buck cherry and i do have to admit the the derby was also it was was pretty packed and it was i mean i'm not spending any money to go up into the stands i mean like we were out there for a bachelor party we weren't planning on going out there derby weekend we didn't think about it we were like everyone can go this weekend and then all of a sudden we're like oh we're going during the derby yeah i guess we should go and uh man we're walking around and i actually this one of the funnier things that happened to me when i was there um we were waiting for a couple other of our uh group to place some bets we had just ordered some drinks okay and this kid and i i mean kid like looked like he was like 13 or something oh shit comes up to me and he goes hi will you buy a cigar for me hey mister like full-blown hey mistered me in the <laughs> middle of a crowded area I hey mean, don't be a knock mister you gonna buy the cigar the line, or not the line for the cigars was like 15 people deep and I'm like gonna stand there with this kid's money. I'm like, no. And I like, that's what I said. I like, without missing a beat, I was just like, no. Get out of here. And he was like, I'll pay for it. You don't have to buy it for me. I was like, no. Again, I'm no. Like, Did you think I was going to buy you the cigar? I'm definitely not buying you one, regardless of whose money it is. Right. You know what you should have done? You should have done like a mean Joe Green and be like, yeah, and then bought him a Coke and be like, here, kid. You come back with a Twix, like, now get out of here. I'm just like, I was, <laughs> I'm saving your life. I like was so baffled by the, the I mean, the I got to hand it to the kid. The right. kid had balls right. to come up to me and like be like, hey, mister, would you do this for me? But like, I'm oh looking around. Even like puppy dog eyes do. Or oh anything. my God, dude, we are literally living in 1920 something, right? Like you went to fucking Preakness and a fucking like newsie came up to you. Dude, I, I mean, he's wearing suspenders. He's got a bow tie yes. on. See, and is I'm a like, tweed where they tweeds. 
I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, and I'm just sitting there sucking down my mint julep. Right. And I'm like, oh, I'm drinking this. I was hey, like, I've never had hey, this before. Don't knock a mint julep. I'm no, not. It was, just, it was literally whiskey with mint. Yep. There was nothing else damn, in it. With some ice. Damn. With man, some that ice. Like yeah. a hard drink. Yeah. Kind of like in 1991, there was this hard movie that came out. Uh, like I said, for you to check mark what you said, Boys in the Hood was released. July 2nd, 1991. Directed by John Singleton, starring oh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Ice Cube. No, that was the one where the guy would walk down the street whistling and they would like, hey, this guy's coming. I forget his name. I think that, no, that was no, The Wire. Yeah, That's the wire. yeah, is yeah. Is that yeah, The Wire? Yeah, the wire no, the no. Boys in the Hood is Ricky! <laughs> <laughs> That's Joe the, Boy. Yo, yeah, that's the movie Jerry that, Curls. like, really, I guess, put Los Angeles. It was, no, no, uh, Boys in the Hood was, it was Los Wasn't Angeles? LA? Definitely Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, South Central. Yeah, Boys in the Hood was the movie that put, like, South Central Los Angeles hood life on display for all of America to see. Right. Right, like, there was this the was typical... NWA, so this was a... Instead of just hearing it, it gave a visual Well, this was one of the movies in also, the string of yeah. those hood... The quote-unquote, like, this hood was, movies. This came out probably about four years after Do the Right Thing, by which is Spike Lee John. Right. And also, I mean, like, at that time, though, I mean, with NWA's popularity, it was more publicized by them... And then making a movie out of that scenario as yeah. well, really kind of. Boys in the Hood was not that. just like a. It was a black movie, but it appealed more than Black America. Well, because it was like watching a car crash, right? Like, I mean, it was one the the, the hood movie genre, right? I re, I feel like really became a staple in America at that time because not only was crime rate up in the 90s like murder rates were like insane in the fucking 90s like they had gone way up uh the crack epidemic was like you know like at its peak in the early, early 90s. 90s and stuff and then gangster rap takes off right and it becomes the cultural focus as we're talking about the crack e epidemic as we're talking about the murder rates in the inner cities rising and stuff like that so then here come these string of like cultural here comes the cia with more crack but continue <laughs> here come these string of like cultural cornerstones now we've got gangster rap right like burgeoning out of this hip-hop thing that just kind of like settled ground and um along come these movies like juice Menace to Society, New Boys Jack in the City. Hood, New Jack City, that really take like the stuff that the music is talking about and the shit that you see on the news and kind of like tries to humanize it in a way, right? Like Boys in the or yeah, Boys in the Hood introduces you to these young adolescents that are growing up a part of this world that is happening around them. Right. And how they do like how they adapt to that world, right? And the main character um is a kid who was living with his mom and she can't handle him anymore so she sends him to go live with his father so we're already starting with like a broken home kind of scenario right, right? which is something Parents that are not together anymore yeah. mom can't support the kid right which at that time in the early remember in the early 90s like that was still kind of like a controversial thing right, right. like we were coming off of those like heavy family values that some people nuclear are nuclear family yeah fighting for and claiming that like you know that's what america really is but like white picket fence yeah this was you know gunshots behind your house like, right where those good old fashioned values yeah i mean you gotta think oh, about it's 
you got to think also just the amount of like kind of a shock aspect that that probably yes. gave a lot of people that yeah. really had never been introduced to that type of world before. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I was 91 is the year I was born. So like, you know, I'm, yeah. I've, I've kind of seen a lot of that. Just Right. Right. You grew up kind of like growing up with yeah. it. You know, I mean, like, I'm not saying I grew up in that type of situation, but like I was immersed with it. American History X, wow, the one yeah. that you just Googled there, that's a hard so, one. So what I was going to say is I feel like these string of like hood movies gave a uh, breathing room for movies like American History X to be right. made, right? Like, because when you like, if you look at the cinematic or the style, like the cinematic style of, History X. right, if you look, but if you look at the cinematic style of both of the two movies, right, they're kind of similar, right? It's just American History X is more of like the white perspective, right. how like growing up in these backwoods, like forgotten parts of America can corrupt a corrupt the youth right and it's more of being a product of your environment and that also stemmed from the fathers in that movie right edward norton's character his dad was the one who was really kind of force feeding that right indoctrinating him early right right and they're living in venice like yeah it's this isn't some rural part no. of the country this right is, this is venice beach right yeah and, uh, <laughs> and uh, which i guess it, it traditionally venice beach is looked at as like you know a place for relaxation and like recreation you but it's Venice Beach? yeah I was gonna say it's actually kind of like chaotic. yeah and dirty <laughs> and like white hood right yeah yeah so it's like you take that's the kind of way that boys in the hood took South Central LA right because everybody has this idea like oh LA it's the place where all the stars and Hollywood is right but LA is filled with tons of like crime and mm -hmm. and I mean people who were uh, people who were living in LA around the 90s knew what the fuck was going on in LA, right? But people in middle America might not have, right? Well, it's, it, it still kind of falls back to that fanization of yeah. what California is, exactly. you know? Have you ever seen the old commercials that Arnold Schwarzenegger used to try yes. to do? It'd be like, hey, come out to California. Yes. Yeah board meetings and board meetings and board meetings it was like snowboard surfboard right. yeah. skateboard Hiking. and it's yeah. like yep. all yeah, you know, it's like all of that shit all that shit I love you know like I love all that outdoorsy stuff and everything but I you know I've been to California I don't think I would ever want to live there mm, it's not a place that you would want to take a break, break. just in the same way as you don't focus your attention on how you make your thyroid gland function. So in the same way, you don't have any attention focused on how you shine the sun. So then, let me connect this with the problem of birth and death. Here, like... A better health sponsorship, also a ZipRecruiter sponsorship, also... A sponsorship. A sponsorship. <laughs> a sponsorship. You could sponsor a us. A second sponsorship, because if you're looking for Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Flesh or Blood, board games, or anything like that, you can check out TokenMTG.com, use the promo code Ziggy, and get 10% off of your order. And if you want to donate to us yourself, you can find us at the Flood Pod on Patreon or on everything. And that's on everything. Including... League of Legends, I've been playing a lot of Team Fight Tactics on the Flood Pot account. And Do they actually support you by fundraising your League of Legends addiction? That's a free-to-play game, sir. Damn it, I my statement. All I'm saying is get on the Twitch with it. The problem is, is I play on my phone a lot. I feel like there's definitely a way to stream your mobile on Twitch. I'm there's sure gotta there be. <laughs> I'm sure it's been figured out. Yeah. No. There's a uh, third party app you I'm can sure use. I'm sure there's a way you can yeah. do that. 
You know what hasn't been figured out? What? The ending of One Piece. <laughs> that was uh, a nice transition. So we brought Lil B on here for uh, basically specifically, what we intended specifically. to be a Nerd Corner episode. <laughs> Uh, because there are three major things that happened in anime recently within the past two weeks. Oh, just in anime? Well, we're also encompassing manga, just the culture is all. Manga, right, right, right. No, so that's all we're talking about. So, though. One Piece, Oda has gone on a one-month break to prepare for the final arc of One Piece. And let me, let me reiterate that because final arc is not the proper term. That is exactly how it was worded in the English translation of his announcement, but there's no way it's going to be one arc to the also, end of the story. It's, it's going to be a final saga. Also, following the death of the creator of Berserk, uh, I believe his protege and his studio will be cons will be continuing the manga. Not necessarily his protege. It's actually his childhood friend. His so Kentaro Miura died in May of last year. Yeah. So May of 2021. Rip to Kentaro Miura, one of the one of the greatest. Uh, that story is amazingly enthralling with some of the best character written uh, arcs I've ever encountered. I consistently see Griffith at the top of like in the top ten of like greatest anime or manga characters ever. And it's still questionable whether or not he is a hero or a villain. Everything mm. he's done has been wildly fucked up, but right. it's also been for kind of the betterment of mankind, so... Mm. Mm. Anyway, Kentaro Mirawa passed away, and there was a lot of debate as to whether or not the story was going to continue. So Young Animal is the name of the publisher that, um, Berserk. When he died, you know, he had a bunch of apprentices, and they took all of his final panels put them together and then there was like a little bit more they needed to fill in to close out the chapter and then that was the final chapter it came out post posthumously and that was it you know the fan base was right. kind of like okay that's all we get this is right. all we get and it ended on such a note that we were just blown away and we're like you know this isn't exactly a conclusion but i'm okay with it ending here right. a lot of people right who read Berserk, who are into dark fantasy like that, also yeah. read Game of Thrones. Yeah. You knew exactly where I was going, exactly. right? Exactly. It's a dark fantasy, and Berserk is one of the highest critically acclaimed dark fantasies yeah. of all time, yeah. even though it's told through the medium of manga. Right. And up there, which like I feel the like. The Dark Tower. Not the movie. The, well, the Dark Tower is its own special breed of dark fantasy because it throws in vampires it throws in aliens it throws in a cosmic turtle right like it. it's a hodgepodge it's, of like it's, it's kind of what like lovecraft country was right yeah. like they took everything that lovecraft did and was like but black people <laughs> no honestly that's a great analogy <laughs> it's such a good analogy of the dark tower yeah yeah um, <laughs> yeah so dude. but the berserk is right up there with a the song of ice and fire okay now, song of ice and fire is also unconcluded and that's a really hot topic to get into because right. the fan base for that is like losing. how do you finish the show when, when the book's not finished right uh, like mean, that like, kind of thing yeah right. and then that's when game of thrones i mean game of thrones started going downhill around well i mean they're also way. now yeah. going to be doing a uh, series about Jon snow after the events of game of thrones they're doing like several like, and they're uh, i mean the, the the dance of dragons which is the one about well, targaryens uh that one actually does have george r r martin lord a, a dance with dragons is the name of the fifth book it's not targaryen specific a dance with dragons is the fifth book you're thinking of fire and blood 
which is Ooh. the uh, it's a lore based book that goes into the history of Westeros. Ooh, yeah. come through with those lighthouse I think, updates. <laughs> <laughs> I think the name of the series that HBO is doing is called Dancing Dragons you, you or something. Like that. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised with that because it's like, it might be House of it's, Dragons. It's it might be House of Dragons. I could see that because that would really be like this is specifically about Targaryen. Yeah. Yeah. Dance with Dragons is the fifth book and that is where it led off and right now we're still waiting on the winds of winter which is going to be book six and I mean the dude says he writes it a little bit every year but we're all over here just like dude I do not give a flying fuck about the backstory of Westeros right now. No. Finish the, the damn, damn story. Book. It's right. been 11 years no. since book five came out. Yo, but you know George R. R. Martin was like, I'm not, I'm not, y'all not gonna rush me. No. He, he was like, I'm I not was... gonna rush to finish the book because then it'll end up like the show and I'm not gonna let that happen to my legacy. I mean, he <laughs> has... Same thing with Tagashi and Hunter x Hunter. He has also stated that he would not be limited to seven books the way that a lot of series are like we're gonna write seven because seven yeah. is just that number it's, it's the, the magic number and uh he's like if i have to write eight books i have to write eight right books. you he's gotta like, write 11 you gotta write 11 yeah. people gonna keep reading whether or not one of the things i found funny was when um they ended sherlock holmes right on a cliffhanger right uh sir arthur conan doyle right ended mm -hmm. sherlock holmes on a cliffhanger and it was like sherlock like fell off literal like cliff i think that's where the term comes from right is like sherlock literally fell or was like off hanging off of a cliff or was it a waterfall he fell off a waterfall yeah. and they rioted out front of this man's house they literally like the way people are rioting about another thing that happened this week. which we'll get to <laughs> <laughs> another thing of nondescript that had no, not not nearly the same impact, but people were so pissed. They were like, how the fuck are you not gonna tell us whether Sherlock lives or dies? And I mean, like, he's over here, he's like, that's how I wanted to tell my story. Right, he was like, I wanted it to be, draw that, your own conclusion. Do you want him to live or die? That happened with the Dark Tower as yeah. well, because the Dark Tower and Sopranos. And the Sopranos. That's actually a great modern version of that. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, the Dark Tower ended in 2004, so that's pretty modern. Right. Um, but the Sopranos, though, with that, that fade to black shit, not even fade to cut to black, right? Like, it was a hard cut to, like... Just boop, done. Yep. That's it. You want to know what happened? Imagine it. <laughs> but uh, the Dark Tower ends with Roland Deschain. Spoilers ahead. Skip uh, it for the a book for that all ended. For people who in... haven't read it in the past eighteen yeah, years, yeah, it ended in two thousand four. I think I'm fine. <laughs> right. Um, Roland goes to the titular yeah, Dark Tower. Yeah, he makes his way in. It was a big moment, and then it ends. It ends with the doors shutting behind him, and it was just Roland who made it. All his companions are either dead or no longer with him, and it was a big moment because he started out alone and, it and ended alone. Yeah. And it was his quest to get to the Dark Tower. And then there was a three-page part of the book that was like, hey, this is where I wanted to end it. Please don't read any further. But my editor is saying that this isn't a good spot to end. So I'm gonna let you decide whether or not you want to read further. Can you feel me sighing? And that was, quote, can That's you feel me sighing? Absolutely great. Like, that was Stephen King just putting up two middle fingers. Right. Like, I had to I had to write some more bullshit for this. I'm letting you know it's going to be bullshit. It's like when they, it's like if they had made 
uh, what you would call it, make a sequel, Steven Spielberg make a sequel to like E.T. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like this. Yeah, it's called Wally. Nah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like, and then me being me, I had to read on just because it was there. Yeah. And so yeah. I read it, and it was it was fine, and it was really funny because my my brother-in-law was like, Did you, didn't you think it was like a big mind fuck? I'm like, you clearly have not read too many paradoxical stories. <laughs> right. No, it really wasn't that bad. I figured out what was going on pretty quickly, and I could tell that Stephen King was just like, boop, 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 just like writing stuff down for the sake. It was. Can we talk about Obi's commitment here for a second? He's up to date on One Piece. He's read the entirety of The Dark Tower. Yeah. And all of A Song of Ice and Fire. All of A Song of Ice on Fire. And Current with Berserk. And Attack on Titan. And, I mean, that one's not crazy. Damn, that's crazy. Like, no, but, but like, like I, is all of crazy. The Dark Tower and One Piece just has me going, like, when did Stephen King start The Dark Tower? The 80s? 1979. Shit. That How many books he, are there? He, he, that was before books. he started his Coke Bender. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he was already doing yeah, that. Yeah, no, it was like, it was right around can the time he started like, his Coke Bender. The only person I can imagine, like, Stephen King doing Coke with would be, like, Bob Dylan. Really? Can you imagine, like, Stephen King and Bob Dylan, like, just snorting lines in, like, the back like the back room of the White Horse, or the, uh, the White Horse Tavern? I can imagine Prince Stephen Dylan. King snorting Coke with a lot of people, yeah, pretty, <laughs> right? Pretty positive he's done all kinds of drugs, exactly. so... I can see him and Rick James getting the fuck down. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, yo, that Christine was some wild shit. And how you imagine a car rolling and like murdering people? That's bananas, Steven. <laughs> Here, take some more of this coke. <laughs> Write more down, man. You got a killer story. I feel ahead like of there you. needs to be a, like, there should have been a Charlie Murphy story where he was I was going to say, King, one like... time I got kicked in the chest by Charlie Murphy. Did I ever tell you this, Steven? Well. Uh, Cycling back to Berserk, which there is how we, go. we got down this crazy it, tangent of it fantasy. Was, it was not cocaine. It was not <laughs> cocaine, no. Maybe a little bit of mead, but... <laughs> so we wind up having Kentaro Miro pass away, which was tragic. Right. And the last chapter of 364, which we assumed was going to be the final chapter of the story, comes out in May. Very frequently, or very quickly after his death. Okay. And it was like a heartbreaking chapter for all the fan base to read. And then maybe about a month and a half ago or so, we wind up getting an announcement that uh, Koji Mori, his childhood friend, is actually going to take over the mantle for creating Berserk. Mm. And so what ended up happening is these two were both apprentice mangaka, actually were working under the same uh, master, to my knowledge, owns Young Animal, which is the publishing oh, okay. studio. Okay. And so with Koji Mori, being childhood friends with Kentaro Miroa for so long, he actually knows the ending to the story. And he ah, has okay. all of the outlines and everything that Kentaro Miroa so was working on. It's like with Togashi and his wife. Yes. Okay. He kind of was like, I have the knowledge of this story and the ability to finish it. I feel like it would be almost insulting to his memory if I didn't take it over. Right, right. And he has the entirety of the publishing studio backing him. All of the apprentices are on board. And the fan base is backing oh, him. Oh, the whole fan base is it's right like, in there. Right there with it, okay. And he, as far as you know, he has no intention of just like sprawling off on his own thing. No, he has actually made a complete statement. He's like, I am not going to spiral on right. some tangents and write other stories. He's like, I have 
all the information that I have from yeah. him, and that's it. That's all I'm using. This is not like a Matt Reeves, Christopher Nolan kind of situation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Where all of a sudden we're going to go down some crazy storyline that yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. And we're starting all over, baby. Starting over. <laughs> I now have the money of the backing of this franchise. This Watch out. So, one. I mean, let me take a sports analogy, I guess, here. It would be like he... He has the hole of golf, and this is the hole he has to get to, and this is the general track he has to get to, and he just has to play the hole. I mean, if that's what your analogy wants to be, yeah, I mean, that is fitting. He has a path, and that's the path he's going to follow. He, he said he wasn't going to deter from it in any way. Then, on June 10th, we wound up getting a new chapter, and it okay. was... I was nervous about reading it, yeah. and so I wound up rereading the Fantasia arc, or most of it, which is the right. most recent arc that we're okay. in. So I was rereading the Fantasia arc, and then I jumped from 364, where we left off, to 365, and I really wanted to focus on the art style. Okay. Not so much on the storytelling, I was like, yeah. is the art still kind of holding true? Because right. Berserk was such an art intrinsic storytelling process. Right, that's what made it stand out from all of the other manga, or like I guess that's what gave it its real like character in a piece. Right, right. Okay. The amount of emotions that they were able to express on their characters without words. Right. You know, instead of um, tell it, they showed it. Yeah. And you know, this stems way back to the beginning of the story, where at one point, guts is defending some helpless person yeah and defending is i put that in quotations because right. he was really just trying to kill the, the kill the demon that was in tormenting the tor person yeah yeah he was really just trying yeah. to kill this person animation he, he was getting information about griffith and he winds up killing this uh demon and everything and he ends up like kind of saving her in the process as well and then she gets incredibly upset and yells and blames guts for the death of her family which did happen and it wasn't exactly his fault but it wasn't it, it wasn't not his fault right she's like i'm gonna kill you and he kind of like picks up his sword and he goes find me if you want and then he turns to walk away and it was this like real badass moment right you're, you're like, like that's yeah. how you get introduced to guts and it's right? like yeah. we're in like maybe chapter 10 yeah or something yep. and we're like yep. yeah and then he turns away and he like just lowers his head and just kind of like he doesn't like really cry he doesn't draw tears for the character yeah. but you can tell that this dude is heartbroken yeah he's like damn that's and fucked up that head it's like, no words i hate to have to leave so her like that how did the dialogue in it feel did it feel like seamless uh, it really didn't feel like there was too much change in the way the dialogue worked, and I really feel like a lot of that comes with the apprentices that were working on the mirror yeah, Right, and they knew how he liked to tell his stories. Right. right? Yeah. yeah, they've been working with him for years. Right. And so uh, we come in and, you know, it picks right up from where 364 left off. Like, no time jumps, no, hey, what happened at this moment? We're going to pan somewhere else just right back into the action. Yeah. The amount of dialogue that they have is actually very limited. It was a pretty short chapter. Okay. But I'm okay with shorter chapters if we get them more regularly. Right. Because to be honest, the year and a month gap that we had from Kentaro Mirawa dying to this yeah, now is painful, is, right? It's not uncommon. As yeah. an so, as a up-to-date Berserk reader for the past yeah. nine to ten years, yeah. I've been up to date since chapter like 340. Maybe 345. When you say chapters like that, like, and I get that it's manga, right? So it's like, you know, chapters are more like issues, but like, like to the to date, I think the the largest book that I have read, 
to completion was 99 chapters, right? Like, and you're talking, some chapters were around, like, six minutes, some ranging around, like, 40 minutes. Right. Reads, right, like, but, like, just to be, like, in it for that long. <laughs> I'm very slowly making my way through Count of Monte Cristo, which is over 100 chapters. Yeah. That's a long book, too. No, very long. Yeah. Very good book. Very good yeah. book. I would highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't read it. Also, great movie. Also a great movie. There's multiple versions of that movie. The, the yeah, like 2000 right, you have to, I was going to say. The 2000 right. version of that movie Because you say Romeo and Juliet, right? And I'm like, do you mean the one by, uh, what the fuck is, damn. Uh, Yo, Leonardo the, DiCaprio. The Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio exactly. one is so great. Marcuccio is, like, way ahead of everybody in that movie. But I am pretty thrilled that Berserk is back. Yeah. And yes. uh, from judging from the chapter that I read, I have a lot of faith that while it might be coming to an end sooner than people kind of anticipated, if the story had continued, obviously barring Kentaro Mirola's death. Exactly. I'm assuming they're keeping it shorter, though, so they don't go off too far. Exactly. They don't want to add fluff. They don't want to make yeah. it seem like they're dragging it out, especially, again, because of how long it really felt like we were being dragged on for when Kentaro Miro was still alive and he was working yeah. on other I mangas. mean, the gaps between... Yeah, and the gaps between issues, right? Like, oh, it was insane. Yeah. It was insane. We would go... Sometimes there was one time where we got three chapters in a row, one month, two month, three month, and I was like, whoa, are we getting, like... Yeah back into the swing of writing Berserk regularly, and right. then all of a sudden we went a year and a half until the next one. And I was just kind of like... Right. I, Head scratching, uh, right? Like, you're out here like, uh, what happened? Where, where are the consistency? And it made it really hard for me to be a consistent reader for that because yeah. I was just like... I feel like... I don't remember what was happening. I feel like that's the pain of an anime fan, though right like or a manga fan right like somebody who consumes that kind of media is used to like from like me personally i'm right? never like, getting a season two of no game no life and i've well, had to accept it high school of the dead right like high school of the dead was a big one like and i i know i'm not the only one on the internet that wishes that there was a season two of that like that crowd service right. <laughs> zombie shit but it was like it was intense it was great and then all of a sudden it was like that's all you get <laughs> plenty of fan service in that show yeah, yeah that's what I mean it was like that's all you the get the modern example would be like if Spy X family doesn't get a second season right something that is like absolutely at the top of everyone's no, watch list the modern example would be like if they didn't finish How I Met Your Mother Right, it would be oh, well, like that's a completely different genre. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, like I, the, I'm gonna cut you off on that. So, No Game No Life was fantastic one season. Spy X Family is fantastic. It's like the number one rated anime in the world right now, and it would be like just no Done. second season. There was a show called Revolution that was a American show. I don't remember what TV show yeah, went out. Sitcom kind of style. No, it was yeah. not a sitcom. No? it was actually an action show where okay. like we lost the ability to use all technology. Was it on Fox? Because Fox has a history of being like, here's six episodes. Well, they ran like two seasons. And I mean, like, yeah. it was not exactly groundbreaking. It was an entertaining show. Yeah. And... That's sometimes that's all it's gotta be, right? <laughs> but they just canceled it after two seasons. Mm. And they had, like, a lot more that they could have continued on with. And decent named actors in it. Yeah. And it was just kind of weird that they, like, that's a good example of just a show that just dropped. Out of nowhere. Out of right? nowhere. I actually had another question about uh, Berserk. So how are they 
doing writing credits after uh, his death. Kentaro, right? It's still original story by Kentaro Miura. Written by... Written... Well, I don't know if it's saying specifically written by Kentaro Miura anymore because it's not him writing it. He has an outline that yeah, kind but of... It. But it's, it's, it's not the actual words that go to paper but that are published. But he's always here. on the byline. Original story by Kentaro Miura is always going to be on there. And then it's going to be published by Young Animal and by Young Animal staff directed by Koji Mori. All right, to round this out, I have another question. Back, back, Kind of back to what we were talking about. What would you say your favorite show that never got, like, a continuation would be? Oh, that's tough, but I'm going to have to go with a classic answer and go with Firefly. Mmm, yeah. But, I mean, you guys that got is, the movie, a, though. That really was kind of like an OVA, the, right? I mean, the OVA <laughs> was Serenity. It was the movie and everything. Yeah. But, like, that was not... That's not the continuation. That's not the continuation of... The, it, it's a little bit of a continuation of a story, but that's not what I would consider a story that had... The a, arc that it deserved. And also just a ton of potential yeah. that could have yeah. continued on. It could have been the new Star Trek. Like Honestly, honestly it could have, yeah. yeah. It could have been like... It had the potential to be what Guardians of the Galaxy was like before, like... like But in a more... Not serious tone, but like... Believable. Yeah. A more uh, less Marvel-y superhero tone. Exactly. The Firefly exactly. crew yeah. were all humans. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it had like that same kind of like campy like character. Yeah. Kind of like Cowboy Bebop. Right. Right. Um, that also is a good a, example. Yeah, that's another that's one, one that I kind of <laughs> wish would. Did is that your answer for that question? I mean, that wasn't one I really thought of. Can I say that I want them to redo a final season? Because I would love for them to redo the final season of Kenshin. Mm. Ooh, that is a We hot went take. from like Shishio to like, let's find a dog that swallowed a key. Yeah, it went from like, that's a example of just a show that had like its climax in the middle of the story yeah. and then its falling action was just so boring. Right. It was awful. Yeah, yeah, like, the, like, the Shishio <laughs> What the fuck happened? Like, yeah. So unbelievably peak anime. Just yeah, and like peak '90s anime too. Yeah, like the great. You remember when he was show. able to light his sword on fire? Oh. Do you know why he was able to do that? Because of all the fat that accumulated on the blade from all of the people he killed. Yeah. yeah. And then he's fighting this guy who has no sweat glands. Yep. Uh, like seriously, he was burned alive to the point where he had no sweat glands. So the way that he, uh, right. the way that he won the fight was by outlasting him until eventually he died from being unable to sweat. Because they were also fighting on a ring surrounded by fire. That's oh yeah, I forgot great. about that. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's a good point of showing how cool the fight was. That I yeah. forgot that they were surrounded by fire the whole time. Yeah. Damn. Damn. So. Uh... So but yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped for Berserk to be back, and good. I definitely think that the whole fan base is in agreement that we're all feeling the same way. It'll be very interesting to see how regularly it gets pu uh, published. Yeah. yeah, but you're all in, but everybody's in agreement that this will be a gratifying kind of ending. Right. right? No one's really like, oh, this is a horrible idea. Yeah. Or at least I haven't seen anyone right. really be like, this is a horrible idea. This is not a way to appreciate. Mirawa's legacy yeah. it's like no actually no really like please continue the story I'm not expecting it to be maybe perfect adaptation of what right. he wanted what he could have yeah but I have confidence with the 
uh, publishing studio and with his childhood friend to yeah. be able to finish the story. And here's why I believe him when he says that. Can you just imagine these two sitting out on the porch the whole time, drinking mead, and they're just like, you know what? What if I have guts do this? And he's like, that seems like a cool idea. All right, cool. All right, let me grab my notes. Writing it down, and he's just talking with his friend, like sitting there drinking, coming up and with again, some... Koji you, Mori... I can totally see that happening, and like that's how he knows how it ends. Shout out to our Japanese listeners who drink mead, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were just having whiskey. You know, yeah. it's too bad I didn't bring over Japanese whiskey. whiskey <laughs> hey, I mean, we have sake. I still have that sake. <laughs> oh, really? I love sake. Oh man, that shit, man, that shit hit me hard last week. I ain't even gonna hold you. <laughs> Did you get all rosy faced just to get like culturally, uh, like culturally cultural, relevant? Cult, you mean culturally appropriate? Like, uh, uh, so white guy. I'm gonna just say sorry. I'm not entirely sure what for. But it's usually a good idea. Um, and on that note, did you have anything to say? Uh, I don't know. Did you want me to touch at all on One Piece? Oh, we didn't even talk about we One Piece. We didn't even Piece. talk about yeah. One Piece. I mean, that one's a little shorter and sweeter. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah no, which go is ahead. Yeah. hilarious to say about right. One Piece right. because, because that is the opposite the of what anime, One Piece is. The end all anime. I think, right. I think at this point, One Piece might just be like the longest running series no, what has what has more episodes? No, the think, Simpsons or One Piece? Uh, probably One Piece. Damn. <laughs> no, I looked this up. The, the The Simpsons have I think 582 episodes. It's more than 582. What I, think what it's I was like trying to do something. is I was yeah. trying to calculate the entire runtime of The Simpsons comparative to the total runtime of the Confederacy and to see like how it would what? measure up. <laughs> And it turns out like, it's moments like that that I'm glad the camera's rolling, right? Because it's like only facial expressions can really like I'm sorry for our listeners, but only facial expressions can really like display the level of like confusion <laughs> that came across Simpsons face. Twenty two minutes. It turns out if you watch thirteen episodes of The Simpsons every day. You will have finished The Simpsons by the time that the South lost the Civil War. So One Piece is continuing. One there. Piece is a long story, and they're up to I guess a thousand and like eighteen episodes at this point. The chapter wise is yeah. at one thousand and fifty-three, which yeah. is twice as long as the Confederacy lasted. So fuck y'all, Confederate. Yeah, they are about the same length as the Simpson episodes. So. Damn. But uh, they're going on break, and. Oda, the uh, mangaka for it, Ichira Oda, he decided that he needed to take a month to step back and process his own thoughts as we enter the final saga. Okay. And that was huge news for a lot of the fan base, and a lot of people were freaking out, like, oh my god, One Piece is going to end so quickly, because there was that mistranslation about the final arc. And it's like, well, really, we probably still have about five more years of One Piece. Okay, so you're saying that because of the mistranslation, people were fearing that this was, like, the imminent, like... The imminent end. Right. Yeah. There was a lot of fusion and fear about that, and definitely um, the whole fan base was obviously a buzz with this information as we're all processing it and trying to figure it out. We're ending the longest arc in the history of One Piece. Right. You know, this arc, the Wano arc that we've been in, was split into three parts, too. Okay. And just part, just part three 
is the longest arc in the history of One Piece. Really? So if you put so the story, that story, would you say, is this the arc that will really like define One Piece, like as it, I guess, ages? Mm, that's tough because honestly, I would I would argue that the Annie's Lobby arc, which came out in like 2006, right, was probably one of the peak climaxes for a lot of people, especially okay. including myself. I would say that arc or the Marine Ford arc. Yeah. Um, That's which, what solidified you as a One Piece fan. No, I was solidified before that. Ah. Because, keep in mind, yeah. we're talking around chapter like 350 and yeah. chapters like 500. Right. Yeah. Like, you're you like, I read, read 500 chapters. That much of it without being involved. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. <laughs> I probably wasn't a cemented fan until we got through uh, Sanji's arc and Nami's arc way back at the beginning of the story. Okay. Which we're okay. talking around like, and at that time I was an anime watcher, so we're yeah. talking around episodes like 25 to 40 mm, okay so like, not to it get was on, early on not to not to take another tangent but i interesting that you bring that up what made you transition from being an anime watcher to a manga reader i got i, I got caught up with the anime and i just uh, didn't feel like waiting any longer i had a yeah. roommate that was a manga reader yeah and he's like trying to talk with me about the story and I'm like, dude, I'm not there. I'm not there yet. I'm not, I'm not there, there yet. yet. <laughs> Please don't spoil me. And then eventually, honestly, it was just one day where he and I were just sitting around the house and having a couple drinks and he's like, just try it. Yeah. He was like, just give it a shot here. Like, you know, like, you know, their voices, you know what they sound like, right. you know what the actions are supposed right. to look like. Why don't you just go ahead and read it? Yeah. So if you start one piece and spend nine and a half hours of it, each day watching, by the time you finish it, the Confederacy would have fallen. I really love how long that took him to do that calculation too. But your transition though, like you're the, listen, listen, the breath that you gave him to run that just now was like, God, that was great media. <laughs> do you have media training? Cause that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, and so, I mean, like, the story's gonna come back. It comes back on July 25th. Yeah, okay. And uh, we ended on a really cool high note the past couple chapters because the arc is wrapping up. Yeah. We've been in Wano since 2018, June of 2018 to be specific. So it's been a four-year arc that we've been in here. And it has... It started on, like, chapter 907 or 8. God and we're damn. on chapter 1053. <laughs> These Holy mangas right. Nine and a half hours each day. Like, whole mangas span what was, like, one arc. Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> Dude, we couldn't even get a second season of High School with the day. How many, how many arcs in One Piece are longer than 148 episodes? 148 episodes. I, you see, I don't know what the numbers translate to via episode to. What would you say the average read time of an issue is? Um, of an issue for like one chapter. Yeah. Probably yeah. about like 20, 25 minutes or so, and that's because okay. I'm taking my time. I could yeah. speed read through it in about five minutes. How oh, many okay. chapters generally make an episode of an anime? About one. Okay. So initially, it was a little bit more condensed. Yeah. Because the initial chapters were longer until he started to right. get into a more routine-based scenario. Yeah, because yeah. I think Hunter x Hunter has 148 episodes, but I think it goes into the, like, the 270s of chapters as far as um, the manga goes. What? It so also... if you're at like chapter what? 1053 for One Piece. Okay, so that's four times longer than Hunter x Hunter. And 
I mean, keep in mind that there is some DBZ-esque problems with the anime, which is mm -hmm. another reason why I started mm -hmm. to transition away from it, mm -hmm. and why I haven't been able to get back into it. Like, I was like, oh, maybe I could watch that arc in, now that I've read it, and, you know, I, I can speed my way through it. And there are scenarios where they're just like, crowds running, people grunting and pushing, and it's just like, it's the equivalent uh, yeah. of them screaming in Dragon Ball Z, where it's like, ah! the, the anime can't continue forward on a weekly basis yeah. because of the fact that the manga is, is they're going to catch up to yeah. it. Yeah. And so, I actually would not be shocked if, in the future, there's some type of, like, One Piece Kai. The way that Dragon Ball mm. Z had an abridged version where they condensed yeah. everything from, like, 250 You know what calculation I want to do now? I want to look up the collective amount of time that Goku spent screaming relative to how long the Confederacy Dude, lasted. No, what I was just thinking about was, like, how, like, epic that was when you were, like, fucking, like, 12 Eight. years old. <laughs> right, yeah, like, yeah. You're like, god damn, this literally spent, like, the last 15 minutes powering up. He Whoa! spent that series had like 12 episodes to cover a five minute period of time. Yo. And that's what Dragon Ball Z Kai really yeah. kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I, I can't be... stand, I can't stand OVAs to this day because of what the Helsing OVA did to the original storyline. So yeah, that's tough. You took a dark fantasy and then turned it into just like a, a fantasy. Right. <laughs> a musical. Did they sing in that? No, but the Joker might. Oh boy, here I'll we go. I'll tell you that after this break. What were we going to start on? Uh, who the fuck asked for this? Oh, oh yeah. right. So, everybody. Who the fuck asked for this? Oh, yo, it's me. It's me, the guy who asked. What is this? But why? Hey, who man's is this? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? Who man's is this? Are you serious? They're making a sequel to the Joker. Go which is on. fine. Which is fine. Is it? Which is fine. Is it? And they're bringing in Harley Quinn, which is fine. Is it? It's fine. Who's gonna play Harley Quinn? Right. Lady Gaga. I can get Excuse it. Excuse me. Crazy. That's fine. Excuse me. That's fine. Is it? That's fine. When when Margot Robbie is right there. But now it's a musical, there. so I'm not sure if it's fine. First of all, it might not be fine. What? Joker musical. Elaborate. It's the Joker, but it's a musical. Sorry, According Rocky to Phoenix I. Phoenix and okay. Lady Gaga. Oh my God! What if he sings like Johnny Cash? <laughs> According. <Yo. laughs> I. I am. He has to, right? Like, he absolutely has to sing I, like I don't, I don't think there's another option. <laughs> so, a Joker sequel is officially in the works, and director Todd Phillips has revealed that the title for the sequel will be jo uh, Joker, Foyle Adieu. Phillips, who uh, directed and co-wrote the first Joker movie starring Joaquin Phoenix, is teaming up again with co-writer Scott Silver on the sequel. Phillips shared the Red Script cover on his Instagram page a couple of days ago. Right. You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. But you'll Sooner never get the Joker Batman. Sooner but or later, Joker. 
Cut you down. Ghost riders in the sky. Just think about like the amount of lyrics that are available for that. Oh my god. So what you're suggesting is is that they do? Oh, uh, what was that fucking? He doesn't have to change the lyrics. What for was that fucking? Blues. What was that fucking Beatles movie that they did? Like it was the musical. Yellow but it, Submarine. No, 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 no. It was no. like a recent documentary. Yeah, no, no, no. It was the movie that they did that was just Beatles songs across right? the universe. Yes, yes. So what what we're suggesting here is across the universe, but with the Joker and Johnny Cash. Hollywood, where make is it happen? <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> Because I'm actually kind of here for that if we swap Joaquin Phoenix out with Jack Nicholson. No, but you see, as it's you, can't, you can't swap Joaquin Phoenix if it's going to be Johnny Cash based because Joaquin Phoenix played Johnny Cash and walked the line. I know, I know, but Which I probably also... probably makes him a variant somehow. I, okay, right. No, like, so one of the big things we talked about last episode is we're just waiting because Square Enix did a mega drop. Like, they announced... The next part of FF7 remake, they announced the Crisis Core remake, and they announced um, Kingdom Hearts 4. I do remember hearing about Kingdom Hearts 4. So we were taught, we were saying it was like so. MCU already is canon with every episode of The Simpsons. Thanks, Loki. Spider Pig. And you can't forget about it's that one too. And, yep, no. into the Spider Verse. <laughs> yep. So it makes every single like flashback into the the past or alternate story with the Simpsons not only canon with the Simpsons but also canon with the MCU. So what I want to know is the moment that they put Avengers into the into Kingdom Hearts, when they put Avengers into Kingdom Hearts. All of these Kingdom Hearts fans' minds are going to explode by trying to say how Xemnas is the root of all of this. Oh my goodness, because of the fact that, oh my god, MCU is a Disney property. Yep. Disney's involved in Kingdom Hearts. Final Fantasy's involved in, oh, good grief. Yeah, which means the crossover is imminent, right? Oh, good Like I said, I, I also said last week, I just want them to, like, Sora, Donald, and Goofy to crash on, like, regular Earth. And then, like... Look for Captain America, and it's just like actually I'm, Chris Evans. I'm really just seeing this yeah, now in my head, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing Sora running around with Captain America and the Hulk. Oh God, why? I definitely okay. So if Sora was gonna run around with anybody. I feel like it would either be a Captain Marvel or Thor. I could see Thor. Thor would be Thor and Thor. Thor would be like, Thor I Thor. like, I like your key thing. <laughs> My question is, are you paying for the Joker movie opening week? The Joker musical opening week? You know, normally, normally it's been a really long time since I went and saw a movie. Last, I think the last movie I went and saw in theaters was Venom 2, mm. and it was... Mm. I saw Homecoming in theaters, or not Homecoming, uh, No Way Home in theaters. Yeah, I saw that. And it was just, you and know, Batman. Venom 2 was kind of mad, but it was like, you know, Kelly and I were really just like, wanted to get out, go see yeah. a movie, and just... Yeah, it, 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 it worked. Right. It worked. And It's after quarantine, right? You're like, I, we just need to do something outside I of the house. might go see the Joker musical mm. for the sake of... I need to know. <laughs> what is this exactly? Oh my to, god. To be honest, what that's if, why what? I listened to Donda 2. I got to know, I got to know what is this thing that I'm watching? 
So that is, that is why I listen to Donda. Now we're proposing. Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sung by Johnny Cash. Dressed as the Joker. <laughs> Harley Quinn is Sally. Oh my god. And Johnny Cash is dead! <laughs> this is some Deadpool-esque level fourth wall bullshit. Yeah, no, nah, I don't it's know. It's not gonna be that bad. Honestly, if it turns it into a musical, I really do agree with you, Jack Nicholson would be the better choice. But seriously, like, think about it. The Kingdom Hearts fans are going to try to justify how Zemnis is at the root of everything. You know, now that we've said all this, it makes me think, you know, sans Tim Burton... This is going to end up like Sweeney Todd, right? Sweeney Todd was Tim Burton, wasn't it? That, that's why I said sans Tim Burton in this instance, right? Instead of Tim Burton, we have Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix instead of uh, Tim Burton yeah, and, jo it, and Johnny Depp. It's right? going to so, be a dude singing as he murders people. people. All right. Well, let, let's, <laughs> it's Sweeney Todd. I have a relevant Lighthouse update because probably a variant of the MCU universe would be the Dragon Ball Z universe because the episode that we did, where it was, what if you take the MCU and you put them in the Tournament of Power? After I watched Doctor Doom and the Multiverse of Madness? Yeah, it was a whole thing. That's way back, too. That was like, yeah, early. That early was like one of your first five. episodes. Yeah. So I finally watched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and I'll say, uh, yeah, Scarlet Witch should have been on that top 10. But I don't know if she would have fought to save the universe i told you <laughs> i told you so um and absolutely not One more time i told you so not, not, <laughs> not doing that episode i mean that's the thing though about the mcu is like and i think stan lee has even actually made this a point in yeah. one of his interviews where they were yeah. like hey power scaling the fans want to know who's stronger blah 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 and he goes the person who's stronger is the person i want to be stronger at at the time. moment right yeah. right because there's literally the one above all, right? So then you get to the discussion, like, who's more powerful? Jean Grey, the one who wiped out all the mutants. or That would be Scarlet Witch. Right. Or, or the, the one above all. Or the one above all, right? Who is literally... Stan Lee. The one above all. He's Stan Lee. <laughs> like, like, the one above all is literally Stan Lee. Except for he totally looks like Keanu Reeves in the comic books. Isn't he just, like, a fucking white figure no he's like showed up in the comic books and he totally looks like some like burnt out biker dude <laughs> so you're saying keanu reeves looks like a burnt out biker dude are you saying he doesn't he kind of does john wick kind of does look like a burnt out biker dude Throw it doesn't a leather mean jacket he... on him <laughs> yeah. doesn't... let me get back to you yeah. doesn't mean he is a burnt out biker dude Maybe that's just his style. I'm just saying, maybe I just need to see a picture of Keanu Reeves in a leather jacket. I'm just saying you could remake Old Dogs with Keanu Reeves, Ben Affleck, and Nicolas Cage, and it would still be the same movie. Also, Lighthouse Update, Damn, I need to watch... that's actually very accurate. <laughs> also, Lighthouse Update, I need to watch 16 episodes of Full House. <laughs> oh, yeah, rest in peace, Bob Saget. Rest in peace, Boston Celtics. Did you know that Bob Saget was actually the narrator for How I Met Your Mother? No. Every single time that it opened up with, so kids, let me tell you, it was Bob Saget. It yes. wasn't actually Ted's character, I think Josh Radner. Really? Who the fuck cares? Fuck Ted. It was, it was Bob Saget the whole time. 
was our I narrator. I got compared to Ted too many times, and it makes me feel... You look nothing like Ted. No, I mean, like, personality-wise. And I'm like, y'all can eat a bag of dicks. So, people called you a shitty human? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I know, it really does. I would disagree with them, too. Mm, you, well, a lot of people are disagreeing Thank with you. the FDA lately, and uh, think the FDA can eat a big old bag of dicks. Mm. Um, after they recently instilled a temporary ban on all jewel pods and jewel products yeah because that's the major thing that's been going on this week uh so the fda bans jewel e-cigarettes pursues a crackdown on all nicotine products right jewel only right now yeah right now cigarettes are still fine in fact you can still buy of views or vapes yeah so it I do find it quite interesting, and this uh, CNBC article doesn't really go into why the FDA leaned on Juul so hard. But after further examination, the uh, the ban is part of the FDA's broader review of all of the, the vaping industry and the pressure that they faced from politicians and public health groups throughout the years to regulate the segment as it is new and growing throughout the yeah. tobacco industry. Um, and For the longest time, I admit, it was like the wild fucking west. I mean, you could go to any gas station and it really didn't matter. There was like, I don't know how the right. taxing worked on it. No, there like was no regulation on like, and views and everything. Like yeah. when you had to like get a vape and then like buy the juice and everything like that, that really was like, like, and then you had people synthetically making their own juices. The, yep. yep. And I, I was going to say, I remember in the very beginning of like the, the vaping like trend, right? Like there were all kinds of crazy disposables that you could get like these one, like these one off, like knockoff kind of brands that were like jewel pods and stuff like that. But instead of jewel, it would be like, Oh, Emerald pods or some there shit. Were also like, like yeah. gearheads for your vape. Right, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there are remember, less like, of them, but they're like saying, like, dude, my vape can like power your car. Like, well, do you remember when it went from like actually having like almost like a pen or a pipe of some sort, like an actual, like, yeah, a thing that looked like a fat to cigar, where like, yeah. to like a grenade? Yeah, it was a box, yeah, right, yeah, and it was like, why is right. it? And, why That's not what I box? wanted. So I remember um, I first came on to vaping through blue e-cigs, right? Like that was my introduction into the vaping. And that was like slightly before Juul. And I, I think yeah, it's more than slightly. Yeah. Blue, blue was one of the originators. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was when we were, were still the, working. They were at, one of the ones that were standing in the middle of the mall. So yeah. I got onto them when we were still working at CVS. So that was like pre like 2012, right? Like so this was the yeah, I guess you're right. Like there was these were like groundbreaking like right. <laughs> vape kind of things. But even then I was like this it doesn't it's not as satisfying. And it was like <laughs> and, water vapor or yeah. something with nicotine in yeah, it. Yeah, and like propene glycol or whatever. Right. Yeah. N but now these rigs that dudes come with like I see that and I think about like the Jewel e-cig and I'm like, uh, or not Jewel, uh, I think about the blue e-cig and I'm like, I can't imagine like going from being like a Newport smoker to like holding this fucking like talk box in my goddamn head. Right? And then like, it's uh, like man, a walkie talkie. Let's <laughs> like, not forget the amount of clouds. I think it's probably cultural. I mean. You mean uh, our delegation. 
I was gonna say douchebags, but ah, uh, listen, you claim what you claim, right? <laughs> hey, I don't vape. <laughs> I will say, like, it definitely, there definitely is something that I think about, like, is this big, like, tattooed dude outside of the bar, and I walk past him, and he smells like strawberries. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, dude. Hey, the hey, that could have been his cologne. Don't you put that on him? Perfume. We're not judging nowadays. So the huge clouds too, like I'm glad that that trend, I remember it like, and then it was like right when Vine got started, right? Yeah. And like dudes were like making their whole like vaping trick shots, like their Vine profiles and stuff like that. It was crazy. The cringiest thing that I think I probably have ever experienced when I had like a vape like that, I walked into a vape shop to get some juice and they were having a cloud competition with a giant ruler hanging from the ceiling Shut up. to see how Shut far up. they could blow a cloud. You're a fucking liar. I am dead ass serious. Well, I have never walked out of a building after buying something so fast. I felt my skin crawling. Just being around something that embarrassing. What he's not telling you is that he actually participated in the <laughs> I was gonna say, in all fairness, if you as go back- As much as our podcast may suck, I don't suck that much. If you go back and you look at some of like the old like 1920s, 1930s ads for smoking devices that they like, I've literally seen one where it was like six cigarettes on like the end of one of those long pipe things that you use. Oh yeah, that it, was supposed to keep the uh, the smoke and the tobacco from like getting on your, your fingers. fingers and shit like that. And it's like, who's smoking six cigarettes? At? Like that's the equivalent of the dudes with the big modified rigs, right? right? <laughs> but I mean like pure and evil. So people don't change is what I'm saying. Yeah, tobacco has been around for so long. Yeah. And now like the nicotine uh, <clears throat> is, nic well, the nicotine. Nicotine is so cemented in our society. It's yeah. something that people expect to have in their daily lives. It's just More like alcohol at this point. Mm, I would feel like- I'm gonna actually have to go with less right now i i'm going to go with alcohol tobacco and firearms we Please literally don't come at us <laughs> we literally have a department for those three things right <laughs> because that's how american those three things are <laughs> that we decided we we need to federally regulate We're, we're gonna have our own branch right now, yeah. specifically for this. I mean, America was, the Americas were known for their tobacco, right? Like that's well, that one of- Well, that was our cash crop. Yeah. Native yeah, American yeah. peace pipes, were they spliffs or straight deck? I don't know how prevalent um, cannabis was in America. Peyote? I can't imagine it flat out didn't exist. No, I, can't I don't think it didn't imagine them either. just handing around tobacco and then all these angry ass imperialist white dudes are like, you know what? You're pretty chill. Europe went crazy over tobacco the same way it went crazy over sugar and spices, dog. Like, once they, like, once Europeans started smoking, like, American tobacco, that's what, like, led them to keep going back. Because remember, they thought there was gold over here at first, right? And then they didn't get far enough because there was gold over here. But yeah. that was, like, further south and further west. Very farther west. But they hit that coastline and they were like, oh, this fucking tobacco shit? Like, I'm gonna need to take that with me. 
Right. <laughs> and I mean, like, the, again, that became America's cash crop. Yeah, exactly. Like that and I guess cotton. And cotton. And cotton. Yeah. Yeah. And the amount of the two that we were producing right. really is what drove Astronomical. A, lot of, yeah. a lot of the industry that we had over here. So They say uh, without the cotton industry, East India Trading Company wouldn't have been a thing. Right, because like the amount of cotton that America, I think about like how prevalent cotton was in industry at the time, like you know, uh, ropes, sails, clothing, all of that stuff, and like the before you were getting it from like places like Egypt and shit like that. Like right. cotton wasn't something that Europe was able to really produce a whole lot of, and then when they hit the American South and they found out like oh and then you get the cotton gin that comes into play right and they're really able to industrialize that shit and it's like it sets the the trade industry off right because now you've got this prevalence of raw material that can be used to make all kinds of shit it met it it lit the trade industry and the slave industry off well, the, the slave, slave industry already existed yeah, way before. No, yeah, yeah. Way more. No. I'm cut you as the resident black dude. All right, resident black dude, you chime in here. I'm a lighthouse update your ass real quick. At that time, they had stopped. Like the slave trade was like pretty much done, especially in in North America, the United States of America, because. It's way cheaper to just kind of like farm slaves here in America than it was to keep transporting them from back and forth across the Atlantic. Like by the time the cotton gin was a thing, right? And um, most dehumanizing thing possibly ever said on this podcast. I don't think so. We have another topic that we need to talk about. Yeah, um, and unfortunately, and you know what? I actually don't know as the. Okay, so we've been dancing around the bush all episode um, about the real important issue that happened this week as a a round table of three men. Um, It's kind of a weird issue, not weird, for but for us to talk about. And I had arranged for a guest of ours to uh, uh, come on the show and discuss this topic with us, one who was more... Uh, suited for the kind of yeah. <laughs> topic at hand, but she is currently busy at Pride Week, enjoying her best life. How uh, about <laughs> we take a quick break? And then we'll come back in and handle this the best way we can. Look, it's a flood. It's, a flood. it's flooding. Get away. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. It is time to 